0: back to a special episode of weeks when podcasts happen we are blessed today to have Monica Isaac from the Yemeni liberation movement they are on I think day four is that correct
1: day four yeah
0: day four of a hunger strike that we're going to learn about like the reasons for where they're coming from what they're uh, demanding with their strike and we're just I'm so grateful to have you here uh, can you share a little bit name pronouns where you're coming from and yeah what is the Yemeni liberation movement
1: right yeah Thanks for having us on, Ian. This is um, really helpful as we're trying to spread a lot of awareness about what's going on in Yemen and also like what we have been planning throughout the week. My name is Monica Isaac. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a member and organizer with Yemeni Liberation Movement and we are a grassroots group based in Detroit and Dearborn. And we, our mission is to educate and mobilize our communities to end the war in Yemen and restore liberation and sovereignty to all of Yemen. Our mission this week is to hold a hunger strike, to, uh, you know, bring awareness to what's happening in Yemen, but to more specifically focus on our demands, which is for the Biden administration to speak out against the blockade and to end all U.S. support for the Saudi-led blockade. So that's what we're doing. We're here in D.C. We just arrived yesterday. Our general coordinator, Iman Saleh, has been here since, God, I don't she came over the... I don't even know what day it is, actually. I'm losing track of the days, so I have to apologize. Uh, My brain is not working totally because food is so necessary. So, um, No worries at all. Yeah. Iman has been here um, a bit longer than us. Uh, She's been here for four days. So the hunger... Yeah, we're on day four right now.
0: And how many many folks are involved in the hunger
1: strike? Uh, Let's see. There's four of us that traveled here, and we have you know, a comrade back home. And I think people are supporting by like fasting in different ways. So we had a national day of fasting yesterday. And I mean, we had like dozens, I think almost hundreds of people that were pledging to fast with us, which was basically abstaining from food from sunup to sundown. Mm-hmm. And just like consuming clear liquids, just so folks really, um, well, in solidarity with, of course, the people of Yemen, but also for folks to really understand the severity of this, even in these like very small doses, the importance of like what is happening there and being for food to be violently taken away from you.
0: Absolutely. And I think operating in the United States, we get a lot of news about X bad thing happening in the world. And man, I wish we could do something about it. But uh, especially when you're talking about hunger for masses of people, that's, there's an urgency there that I think y'all are really bringing to the fore with this action. That's really powerful.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you.
0: Yeah. What and so can you share a little bit about like the context of what's happening in Yemen? I think probably most most people uh, who listen to this are probably a little bit on the left and have heard like bits and pieces sure. of this. But people are starving. What what is the situation? And kind of like uh, what is the role that the U.S. is playing in that? How are we we as U.S. citizens or U.S. just people inside of this country connected sure. to what's happening in Yemen?
1: Sure. So. Uh, I mean, I hope most folks know that this is not, um, this is not new. This is not from the Biden administration. This is something that started back in 2016 under the arms exporting under of the Obama administration. So uh, we're on year six right now, and we're on the third administration of this. So basically the U.S. has supported the war through several ways, weapon sales, air refueling, and land and sea and air blockades. So... We want to overstress that the US is doing this and knowingly and willingly murdering millions of people to make billions of dollars. That's really the bottom line. And they're doing this, of course, with like the Saudi UAE co- coalition. And that's basically where we're at right now. So, you know, Biden made this uh, announcement sort of recently at, at the beginning of his start date saying that they were not supporting the war anymore. But what's happening is back in December, the fuel blockade actually intensified. So while Biden was saying, we're not gonna support that anymore, what they were supporting is a fuel blockade. So in order to actually get aid into the country, I don't know if folks know, but you need fuel for your actual automobiles to transport these things. So it's like a lot of sort of, uh, you know, public manipulation, you know, like we don't support this, but here's an aspect that we, you know, we're not publicly stating we are supporting, but we're not able to get that actual aid that we're saying we want Yemenis to get. So what's happening right now is a large amount of like humanitarian aid, uh, you know, food. We have to also remember that COVID COVID's going on. Cholera's a problem now in Yemen. Um, so all, all of these medical supplies, food, any type of aid that you can think of is literally just sitting in cars and trucks rotting as sort of like a last-ditch effort to control the situation, really. And what's that's really just, you know, increasing the problems. Hospitals are now overcrowded. Hospital generators can't function. So, like, there was, like, recently a CNN report uh, where they showed really disturbing images and views of, you know, people basically, like, clamoring in hospitals trying to figure out how they were going to care for their loved ones. And we have to remember that these people are trying to make decisions and they're physically starving. So imagine like how you feel like if you don't eat for like six, seven hours and how you feel sort of foggy and can't make basic decisions. Like imagine having to like be in a hospital and figure out how you're going to feed your child when you yourself have not had food. So that report was actually so, so vital in showing us, you know, what that sort of like deep desperation really looks like. So that's where we're at right now. And I mean, there's so many alarming statistics around this, like children are dying every 75 seconds in Yemen. Uh, So they're being targeted higher than any other um, group of people in Yemen right now. So when folks say like, is this desperate? Like, why are we doing this now? We have to do this now. (laughs) You know, it's been going on since 2016. So it had to be done years ago. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now.
0: Yeah. And and I know you all want to really keep this focused on the United States and our role in this. I just want to, for folks who may not have connected this entirely, like this war was initiated essentially due to a contest for power in Yemen that Saudi disagreed with and decided was worth military intervention. Is that kind of like a big broad stroke? Like that's what started this conflict? Yes. Um, and so basically because the government is not to the Saudi government's liking and we support the Saudi government to the hilt, right? they've justified the deaths of now hundreds of thousands approaching millions or are we, have we passed the million uh, mark.
1: And that's the other thing with the numbers is that because this is happening so rapidly, the numbers are very hard to control. So like, sure, 400,000 kids are projected to suffer or die from severe acute malnutrition, but... To be honest, that number is probably so escalated at this point, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, you're right. We like support Saudi, you know, an anti-Saudi sentiment, sentiment is not something that we practice here in the U.S. I mean, at least not in our I mean, in our circles we do, right? Yeah. But like publicly speaking, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, view Saudi in this way. We're not going to talk about Saudi Arabia in this way, but we are basically saying that we will support all of their actions no matter what.
0: Yeah. And it be, because of their importance as a, a trading partner through oil, as well as a purchasing partner, like you said, through weapon sales.
1: We are making billions off of all of this. Yeah. Um, and like, again, I want to stress this like extreme imperialist power that the, the U.S. exemplifies is that they could stop this today. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like this could all end today just from the U.S. and the Biden administration saying no more. We are not supporting this blockade anymore, which would essentially end the war.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Want folks to really like understand that, like how they're wielding this very, you know, this really toxic imperialist form of um, power right now.
0: And yeah, I think there's a there's a common thread in U.S. history of portraying ourselves as reluctant assistance to our allies or like this is already right. happening. We need to be there to make sure it doesn't get worse.
1: Right. And like they're protecting the American people from something. Yeah. they're In fact, not in protecting us from anything, because we have to also be conscious of the Yemeni people living here in America and in, in our own community in Deer, Detroit, Dearborn, Ham, Hamtramck. So this is not... They also try, you know, you know this, but they also try to uh, keep us so distanced from each other. Mm -hmm. So there's no connection between like what is happening in Yemen to the to the United States. You know, we have no we have no global connection and we definitely don't have a personal connection. So that's kind of the narrative.
0: And there's a long history of uh, other countries having to have hundreds of thousands of people die to, quote unquote, keep the United States safe.
1: Right. Um, And if you asked a regular person, they'd be like. Sure, we're we're safe now, but safe from what? What are you safe from? Yeah, exactly? what,
0: what what threat was
1: you Yemen playing? Them? What
0: what threat were school exactly. children playing to the United States? It's it's exactly. It's not really it's, a, so. Right
1: children way. need to die every minute, so you can be safe. Like the reality of that is doesn't yeah. That doesn't make
0: sense well yeah and even if it did make sense you might want to start (laughs) questioning your government if the only thing that keeps you safe is murder (laughs) like what are you doing that makes so many people angry and and willing to fight you uh that the only way to keep uh your country safe is constant like approaching genocide that's yeah a bit absurd right and yeah i think you touched on this but i just want to circle back that this there was this big announcement right when joe biden entered office that i think a lot of liberals checked out on this conflict because he came out and said, we're not selling offensive weapons to Saudi Arabia because this conflict is wrong. And you touched on the fact that he is, uh, they're still blockading and blockading fuel in particular. Right. But as I understand it, they're also still selling, uh, like the entire war is both framed defensively by Saudi. And then right. um, it is also, he still would potentially under that guideline, be able to sell weapons to Saudi allies right next door who are under, who are very influenced by the Saudi government, let's say.
1: Right. Well, it's actually against the Foreign Assistance Act for them to do this.
0: Can you go into that one?
1: That's the other thing that we need to specify is that, like, this is actually, this is actually all illegal. You know what I mean? The, the Foreign Assistance Act of 1961, the U.S. may not authorize arms exports to governments that are consistently engaging in, quote, gross violations of an internationally recognized human rights.
0: Well, we we really kind of ignored that for the next 70
1: years, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important for people to know because sometimes people don't really equate, and I know that, you know... Yeah legality is not morality, right? Like we already know that. But I think it's also important to note that they are violating all these different terms. They also violate the UN resolution, 2417, that they're engaging in starvation, which is basically uh, an act of war.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So by supporting the Saudi blockade, or the, the Saudi fuel blockade, they are, they are essentially doing all of those things. They're engaging in war against the people. They're engaging against Uh, a humanitarian crisis basically or perpetuating one and it's man-made this this crisis is man-made
0: yeah too you know too often in human history there have been uh hunger crises that were unavoidable or a mixture of man-made and nature this is very much as you say a man-made crisis completely manufactured basically because the government of a neighbor was not to saudi's liking and the united states will back saudi to apparently (laughs) far beyond the ends of the earth um right yeah exactly um, so, yeah, we're, we we're trying to keep this uh, to the point. So, yeah, I just want to circle us back to, like, the stakes right now, what's coming up, how folks can support. Um, so, like, as, as you were saying, um, the the urgency that y'all are bringing to this of your hunger strike, of standing up um, and demanding that something change on this issue after three administrations have uh, chosen not to have anything change. Right. The urgency uh, in Yemen of daily folks are suffering. This isn't like a wait and see or maybe Biden will get to it in the next hundred days sort of situation. Right. And so, yeah, what are y'all, uh, planning? What are some upcoming events? Um, and how can folks support, um, let's plug all the things.
1: Sure. Yeah. So we are on Instagram and Twitter pretty hard right now. So the Instagram handle is Yemeni liberation movement and that connects to our link tree. So there's, we're trying to hit all the avenues here. So there's, you can, um, sign a letter, uh, that can be sent to your local representatives, um, you can donate to our GoFundMe, which is um, helping hunger strikers um, throughout the week and also um, uh, getting money into the hands of Yemeni people. You can also um, join us at our rally tomorrow in DC. Shoot, we just came out with a new flyer and I have to look that up actually, but um, it's in Lafayette park. We'll have a press conference at ten thirty in the morning. And uh, a rally starting at 11 a.m. So, you know, we'd love folks to come out and join us. Our Twitter handle is Liberate Yemen. So just for any like up-to-date information, uh, any changes on what's going on, but also just ways to like share online, you know, spread some awareness. There's some like uh, really great education links on our link tree. So um, we really encourage folks, because to be honest, I realize that your audience probably knows quite a bit about this. But as we're moving along, we're learning that so many people don't even know where Yemen is in the, is in the world. So, you know, education and awareness is um, that's success for us, too, yeah. um, and really important right now. So we encourage folks to, like, share this information, plug it um, on your pages if you can. Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah,
0: please get the word out. I'm going to put all those links uh, in the uh, episode description. So click on all of them, follow all of them, share as much as you can. You, did you say there's a protest tomorrow? I thought I also saw a flyer for the third or fourth. Is that?
1: Yeah. So we've had to like you know we're strategizing okay. and changing some things up, and we have some wonderful comrades here in um, DC, uh, like Palestinian Youth Movement and Anak Bayan uh, DC. They've been so wonderful and helpful uh, in getting us together. Because t- to be honest. <laughs> our brains are sort of moving in a very slow capacity right now. It's been really hard. So they've been like lifting us up and supporting us. So we had to change some things around, but which is great. And uh, so this will be Friday. No, sorry. Saturday morning. Okay. I apologize. No, you're all good. I'm going to get my brain together. So Saturday, yes. Yeah, Saturday at 1030 will be the, test, the press conference and 11 following will be the rally.
0: Awesome. Um,
1: so what day is that? That is the third of April.
0: Yep. Awesome. Um, yeah. And
1: if you want to bring some signs, you feel creative and you want to do that, come on down, you know, we're basically just trying to stress, uh, and the U S supported Saudi blockade. So anything around that is, is helpful and beautiful. And yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I would this. say if you're messaging your reps doing it so that like, if they see that or they, you can make them aware of that action happening a little bit close to where they're at. I think like That's maybe a good deadline to put on folks to try to get that uh, whatever type of word you're helping to get out. Let's get it out um, as soon as possible.
1: Yeah. And there's framing in the letter already. So it's pretty simple. And you can um, share that letter with, you know, friends, family, comrades. Please, please do that.
0: And they hear from weapons manufacturers all the time. So they need to hear from us.
1: Right, let's bombard them the way they bombard them. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and and just to emphasize uh, again, we have a little bit of a left-leaning audience. All those uh, imperialist struggles that you're uh, against in the past, in the present, this is one that's like evolving and happening right on our doorstep. We really need to make sure that like this stops as soon as possible. Uh, Yeah, when you hear about the historic tragedies, they're they're also still happening in the present. Please uh, push info out do what you can. Um, And yeah, this should be huge news um, that folks are stepping up and putting their bodies on the line to uh, really bring attention to this crisis.
1: Yeah. So like any sort of, yeah, any messaging, any sort of, you know, push right now and awareness is actually so, so helpful. So, I mean, we, we appreciate this podcast and we appreciate all the listeners right now. And I hope that they um, can understand sort of like the, the very deep human aspect of this and the work that we're trying to do.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for doing it and for, for coming yeah, on. Course. This has been, this has been great. I hope we can get this out by the end of today. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, Ian. Peace. <laughs>